Hello and uh, welcome to the Cares Link podcast. I'm John and in this week's episode we are going to complete the health and wellbeing series we started back in May. And to guide me through this topic uh, is our regular wellbeing guru from the health improvement team, Vivian Tennant. Hi, hi Vivian, how are you doing? I'm fine, how are you? I'm doing okay, I'm doing okay. It's been, it's been a while since we caught up. It has. It has. It's been a busy time for everybody, hasn't it? It has indeed. Has indeed. Uh, and uh, of course, what we're going to talk about today is um, the Track and Trace uh, program. Uh, but before um, we get into t- today's topic, um, what are your thoughts about the the new spike in cases? I think it's been well controlled just now. So sorry. First of all, I'll say is um, thank you for having me on. Um, it's, I think it's been well controlled. I think um, it's been controlled well. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll just keep working at it and, and, and see. Um, hopefully the, the, the numbers will decrease. We've heard some reassuring news. And most people have heard the reassuring news um, that's been happening in the news. And we can see um, that um, hopefully things are beginning to slow down a wee bit. Again, as we see with all um, kind of lockdown um, precautions, things start to, to, to slow down slightly, the rate of infection start to slow down, just purely because people aren't moving around as much. Um, so we can see that very clearly um, when when restrictions are placed. Yeah. So, so and of course, part of that um, uh, procedures, or if you like to call it, um, has been the, the Track and Trace programme. So can you just yeah. maybe just very briefly explain what Track and Trace is? Yeah, so Track and Trace is a, a, an evidence-based child method for lots of infectious diseases. Obviously, this is the first pandemic we faced, um, and um, but track and trace is used for a variety of different infections across the world. Um, basically, um, it, it works very, very well at the start um, of a virus. When it hits its peak, um, we, we, so we, we, started it, we started it in Glasgow, certainly at the start of the virus. And um, when it hits its peak, when the virus is, you know, at its peak, it doesn't tend to get used, um, although there'll still be people there working on the ground, looking at um, probably more um, complex settings, complex areas. And then we start it again as the, as the peak kind of start to slow down. And when I slow down, when I say slow down, um, we've, been, we've been tracking and tracing now for six months. Yeah, I was going to ask, how, how does it actually work in terms of what kicks it off, what triggers it? So during, so during COVID, what we've done is um, during COVID-19 and the pandemic from, from COVID-19, you'll have heard a lot about the Test and Protect programme. The Test and Protect programme across Scotland specifically um, looks at testing people as quickly as, as we can um, as soon as they have symptoms. We would encourage people to book in for a test. And then if that test became positive, what we would do is that we then, as, as um, tracking tracking officers, we would then try and phone those people up and contact them as quickly as possible just to go over um, where they've been, et cetera. So that's the, that's the so we, we test, we get people tested as quickly as possible as soon as they have symptoms, and then we um, then track them, which is what I'm involved in. Uh, some people might be um, concerned about the use of their information and and mm-hmm. so so maybe 
could you talk about it, maybe to reassure them and also um, I'm thinking about what to expect um, when someone gets in touch? Absolutely, because I think that's a really important question to ask and it's a really important, it's really important for everyone to find out exactly what this is all about. So it's really simple. Basically what happens is if somebody was to test positive, um, we would then receive that positive um, test and the person that, that was positive and that would go on a, an NHS database, basically. Now, um, what would happen is um, we would then phone that person. What the first thing we see is um, for the tenant from NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde Test and Protect Service, um, are you happy to take a phone call? We will try and persuade people to take the phone call. The whole purpose of this is to try and slow the spread of uh, the pandemic. Slow the spread, it's an easily transferable um, infection and we need to try and slow it as quickly as possible. So the, what the first thing we'll do is we will look at um, the we'll first certainly the first question I ask is how they are, how they are initially. Um, and we'll, we'll ascertain how they're doing. We're not here, the contact traces aren't here to provide clinical advice, but certainly if clinical advice was needed, we can direct them to that. Um, then, then we'll ask them a series of questions. We'll double check who they are. We'll double check their date of birth to ensure that we're speaking to the right person. We'll then say that the call is, is confidential um, and, and won't be passed to a third party. Um, so that means we can reassure people this isn't a fraudulent, and we'll go on to this a fraudulent call, because um, I know that sometimes people can be concerned about that as well. Um, so we'll always identify ourselves. We ask people if they want to verify the service, and some people do. So we'll give them a number, and what we do is we can ask them to phone that number back, and that, that way that they can verify the service. We'll then call them back. Okay. So we've got an administration team that will take these calls um, to verify a service, and they can say to the person, yeah, this is the right person. Who was it you were speaking to? Yeah, we, we can verify that's a, a contact tracer. Um, they'll phone you straight back. We will also ask if people are happy to share their um, identification data. So that would just be their name. And that's because we, we sometimes want to tell people who they've been in contact with when they should be self-isolating, because that's the purpose. What we'll ask people is who they've been in contact with. So first of all, we'll check on how they're doing. Um, we'll ask um, lots of identification questions, address, date of birth, etc., to make sure we're speaking to the right person. We'll ask them if they're happy to share their um, name, etc., to potential contacts they've been in. And what this contact tracers may do is we'll speak through um, what that would entail as a contact. We then have to ask them a series of questions in the event that they have been in some settings that may be at higher risk. So that's for example, a hospital setting, a, health, a healthcare setting, a, a care home setting, maybe they visited somebody, et cetera, et cetera. So some of the questions I say to everyone might be a bit stupid, but we have to ask everyone, we have to ask everybody where they've been in the last 48 hours before they became infectious. Um, and we explain the infectious period to them as well. Um, some people can be asymptomatic. Um, and, and we know that, so that means pe some people can have symptoms and some people might not have symptoms. Most of the time, the way that we can um, identify people who have had the test, who, who go for a test and are asymptomatic, they, they would still need to self-isolate anyway. And sometimes they can be identified through routine testing at work, um, routine testing if we needed to track for essential travel, etc. So um, we'll, we'll go through those questions. Um, 
and we go through what is meant by isolation. Um, so isolation means that they have to stay, if they're a positive case, they have to stay at home for, for 10 days um, and not visit anybody. They stay at home, they don't get shopping, et cetera, et cetera. Now that can be really difficult for people, especially people living alone um, who can't get shopping, et cetera. So what we can do is, as contact tracers, is we can provide them with a bit of support on that. So we can um, provide them with local authority support, food packaging, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we can also provide them with an um, NHS 24 number, which is 111 if their symptoms worsen, and we give them um, advice on that if their symptoms start to if their symptoms start to get worse. There's there's been lots of talk about um, the um, the app. There's an app. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you can do what, how does that fit into the the whole track and trace? Absolutely. So once we've gone through all the personal identification data and made sure the person's okay or if they need support, etc, etc. What we'll then do is um, go on to who they've been in contact with. So when we talk about contacts, we talk about people that the infected person has been in contact with um, for a prolonged period of time and outside two metres. And the contact tracers are very well skilled and very well trained to identify who would be a relevant contact or not. Okay, what we do ask people is to tell the truth as much as uh, tell the truth, because no, this is not a finger wagging exercise, and I can assure people of that. That's not we're here. That's not what we're um, doing here. And we're all NHS workers, so we're not here to wag fingers at all. What we're here to do is try and slow the spread of the virus and protect people. So what we'll do is we'll go through a series of questions and we can identify um, from the the positive case, uh, the positive person who they've been in contact with by by who they they tell us. Some people might just disregard depending on who they've been at, who they've been in contact with. Some people will be definitely contact. So people living in a household would definitely be a contact. So we need to take their details. Um, What the the proximity app does, and you're right to ask me and and, um, Basically, what we would ask everyone in, everyone in Scotland to do is download that app. That app um, is available from um, GovGov and the website. And basically what happens is it works on Bluetooth methodology and it only works if you have your Bluetooth on. So basically what happens is once a person has tested positive, once we contact them, we will ask them if they've got the app. And actually... In the first kind of 24 hours of the app being released around September time, 36,000 people had downloaded the app. So it's been successful. A lot of people have really taken it on board. So they've downloaded the app. And basically what happens is when that test becomes, as long as you've downloaded that app and you have Bluetooth on, what happens is um, your your positive test result will be um, added to an anonymous database, a completely anonymous database. And if any of your contacts have also got the app and anyone you've been in contact with anybody the app can work out by storing on a database exactly who would be at risk or not it's completely anonymous and it's completely confidential so what we would do in that case we would ask the person if they have the proximity app and then we can send them a code and they type in the code to activate the app and basically that will send out a message to anyone whether you know them or not you might not know them that they've been in contact with somebody that's positive. Your name won't be given, no details will be given. It'll just be a wee ping, a wee alert on somebody's phone. That's it, it's as simple as that. 
Now, it's not, it's an add-on to Test and Protect, so um, it's not, it doesn't, it works well, it does work well, um, as long as people get that alert and they start to self-isolate, because that app has determined that that person has been in contact, close contact with a, an infected person. So they would then be asked to self-isolate for 14 days, and there's a number to call if you need further advice on that. I was going to, I was going to say, Vivian, that there's, there's been some good evidence from other countries. I mean, South Korea, it was, it was mandatory, and their, their infection rates were, were, massively reduced, as a result of, of having this compulsory, uh, use of track and trace. Yeah, I mean, I think the support um, um, at the start of September when it was released, um, was was a, was an excellent, it was excellent from Scotland. 36,000 people in 24 hours is, is really good. Um, it only works if you've got your Bluetooth permanently on um, and it works on smartphones. It works on all smartphones. So it's, it's a really good tool to enhance track and trace to try. And as I say, it's not a finger wagging exercise. All it is is we're trying to slow the, the, the infection down as quickly as possible. If people have been in contact, to get them isolated as quickly as possible um, and, and, and to hopefully prevent the stop of infection. Okay, Vivian, and also to say to people if they're not sure what Bluetooth is uh, and how to download, that you can get in touch with us um, and, um, and we've got volunteers that can help people sort that out for them. Um, okay, that's great. So um, to get sort of just more information, where, where can people go to? So we can go to Scott, um, ScottGov, the, the website that's well advertised in, in, from the Scottish Government. They can get uh, lots of information on track and trace. I'm going to emphasise that um, the more, I'm going to emphasise again, it's not a finger wagging exercise. I think a lot of people think as soon as they answer, they'll, they'll get the 0800 number and it is an 0800 number. Um, if we don't get them first, what we do is we leave a message and say, hi, it's Vivian from the NHS Group of Glasgow and Clyde Contact Tracing Service or whoever it is. We've got a, a, a many, many, many contact tracers working now and um, we're working really, really hard and we're doing well. To, to try and get a hold of people. And in the main, lots of people, loads of people are, are really, really happy to uh, help us um, and identify who they've been in contact with, um, which is excellent. It really, really good. And it's been a great support across Glasgow. We do get this, all people who are aggressive with us. Um, and that's very, very much in the minority. And um, again, that sort of that sort of behaviour won't be tolerated, will not be tolerated. And so um, there's means in, in which we can try and control that. Um, but uh, absolutely, in the main, people have been really, really supportive um, of, of our phone calls. Um, so we're working eight till eight, um, seven days a week. I was going to ask, just on a kind of a personal note, if, if I may, how, how, have you, how have you managed to cope with all that? You, you talk about maybe having difficult phone calls. How, how have you managed to uh, get through all that? So as a, as a, as a team, as a workforce, um, we um, have ways and means of, of dealing with that. We have lots of support mechanisms. Um, what we will do is we'll try and calm the person down and, and, and say, look, we understand that because it's a traumatic time for everybody and say, look, it's a traumatic time for you, etc. We're here to help, um, but we, you do need to cooperate um, mannerly. Um, and really, if people are abusive and won't co cooperate, we, we would have to escalate that to somebody in the team that was able to do that. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how we do have a lot of support. Um, I think as well, what, what 
I will highlight is that sometimes you will phone people and they are really upset. They are really upset and that's completely understandable. That's completely understandable and we will do our best to try and support that person um, and give them information in terms of trying to help them get through a difficult time. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Okay, that's that's good. Um, I want to I want to put you on the spot a bit, and I know you're not um, a clinical expert and stuff, but everyone's hearing in the news about a possible vaccine. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's fantastic news. I think it's I think it's I think it's a massive breakthrough. It's a massive breakthrough, um, and there'll be lots of challenges on, in terms of trying to roll it out. But we've done really well, certainly across Eastern Bartonshire. We've done really really well with the flu vaccine. Um, Members of our team within health improvement, as of, as of the rest of the HSCP, have been heavily involved in the massive task that has been um, trying to get um, everyone that needs to be vaccine vaccine for flu this year because it's incredibly important. Um, and that and, and when when and if and hopefully when we get the, the COVID nineteen vaccine, that that will have to be rolled out as well to to a, probably a much larger scale. Um, but as I say. Um, the HSCP and beyond in Eastern Barnshire have done a, an absolutely brilliant job and, and the GPs and primary care have done a brilliant job in the flu vaccine programme this year. It's still got ongoing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the reaction from an Eastern Barnshire point of view will, will be as good as the flu vaccine programme this yeah. year. And, and, and I would like to emphasise that if for, the, for those carers listening to this podcast, that if you've not... Uh, um, had access to a flu vaccine to to get in touch with um, your GP and and um, and if you need any support from that, obviously CaresLink can 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 help you with that as we have done in the past. So I think I think you know obviously you're saying that the uh, the, the you have had quite a successful flu vaccination is the same um, structure. Would you use the same structure for the the COVID vaccine and and who do you think might be sort of top of the list in terms of getting a vaccine? So I think so. I have not. I'll, I'll be honest that because I've been doing track and trace um, for the last six months, my I've personally not been in, involved at okay. all in the flu vaccine um, program for East Dumbartonshire. Um, my, lots of my colleagues have been, and I'm sure once somebody would be happy to discuss that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think um, from that from a kind of news point of view, I think what what we have what they have said. Um, and as certainly the chief medical officer has stated that um, it will be um, frontline services um, shielding uh, people who are are most at risk of contracting COVID and having serious problems um, with with in relation to COVID nineteen. So yeah, I think what we'll do is we'll have to work out um, yeah who who is most at risk, who's most likely to contract it. Um, but we'll wait and see what the guidelines are when when it's been fully verified and um, we're ready to roll out. That's 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 probably brilliant. Hopefully, when this happens, hopefully somebody else will be able to come in and talk to you about how we're going to do that. No, but that would actually be fantastic, uh, Vivian. Um, okay, I think I think that kind of we're kind of reaching the end of the uh, the podcast. And 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 Vivian, I want to thank you very much. Uh, for for um, supporting the podcast and sharing your knowledge, and it's also been, it's been great to have you and and I have to say Mandy as well. Can I add a wee bit in, John? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. What what I'm going to just discuss um, in terms of somebody phoning. There's been lots of discussions about and and lots of talk, especially in the media, about fraudulent calls from contact tracers. And I'm just going to go through what would not happen if somebody 
um, contact traces you. Um, so that would be if they ask. So we will ask you for personal information because we need to uh, verify who you are. We will never ask you for your bank details. Okay. We'll never try to sell. We'll never try to sell you anything. We'll never try to. We'll never ask for any money or anything like that. All our tests are free, so it's just to make sure that yes, we will ask you to identify yourself through your date of birth, through your address, etc. Because we need to make sure we're definitely speaking to the right person. Um, but we will not ask you um, for because our service is not a clinical. The test and protect service is not a clinical service. We'll not ask you regarding medication advice. Um, if you feel you need to tell us about something, then we can provide we can provide somebody that will be able to help you with that, or we would refer you back to your GP. We'll not ask. We will not, as I say, we will not sell anything. We'll not ask for bank details or anything like that. If somebody phones from Test and Protect and asks those things, they phone down. That's great. Okay. Yeah, that's, I think that's a very important point. It's been certainly I've been hearing um, a number of stories about. Um, these scams so that's that's a really important thing and to we'll add there always offer we will always offer people if they want to verify the service we will give them an 0800 number and that will go straight into our own nhs greater glasgow and clyde admin teams and they will verify the service for you that's that's great vivian that, that, that that's uh, fantastic as always and 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 just to reiterate again, thank you very much uh, over the last few months and uh, um and i hope that we can uh, continue this uh, Absolutely. <laughs> this regular spot you, uh, um, it might even offer if you want to become a co-host <laughs> <No>. <laughs> maybe we could do a collaboration at some point but uh, we'll discuss that off air uh, thank but, you and thanks, thanks um, yeah thank you very much for inviting me on because it's really appreciated it's really it's really nice to be here and it's always really appreciated to be invited on thank you very much so um, just to say um, uh, all the details and resources etc will be in the show notes as usual and uh, and also how you can get in touch with us and also we'll have information about how you can touch with the health improvement team so with that uh, I'd just like to say um, again thank you to, to Vivian and uh, leaving you with uh, just to say be calm, be cool and most importantly stay safe John out thank you, take care, bye bye